0: Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Club. This is the place everyday real estate investors gather to share their best stories, biggest insights, and favorite tactics to grow a portfolio of cash-flowing properties in today's market. Here's your host, Gabe Peterson.
1: All right, we are back with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club 2 days after Christmas. Today is December 27th and Jens Nielsen is our uh, our guest today. He uh, I I gave him a little props before coming on here cuz you know, after thanks after Christmas, I always there's a couple days where I just have too much in my stomach and I just have to sit on the couch for a little bit. But Jens made it and Jens is a successful real estate syndicator. He focuses on apartments with open doors with an S capital. Jens, thank you very much for hopping on the show. Thanks,
0: Gabe. I'm excited about being here today.
1: Absolutely. Um, I told you before we got on here, we like to start with stories. We like to hear how people got to where they are today. So I know you got a good one coming over from Denmark in 96. So why don't you take us back to the beginning? How'd you get started (laughs) in real estate?
0: Yeah, I mean, I got, as, as you mentioned, I came to the United States in 1996, actually via London. I was in London, England in the early 90s. Moved over here, did what you're supposed to do, got got my degree, worked for, uh, I was in IT for probably 27 years and thought that that was what you're supposed to do, right? And then six, seven years ago, I was like, man, I need to do this for another 20 years to actually ever quote unquote retire. And everything else that I looked at looked like another job. So I was like, man, what should I do? And I stumbled upon real estate uh, and I was like, wow, this is the path forward. That was about seven years ago. I stumbled on real estate, like, man, I got to start there. And I um, I didn't really know much about how to go big, so I just bought a, f- a couple of small uh, fourplexes with my own capital in, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and kind of got into it and kind of got bit by that bug. Uh, it took it took a few years to kind of build my own portfolio, do my own deals, just a couple of JVs, until I realized that I could scale through syndication start learning Started learning that business, and I've been doing it, you know, "quote unquote" retired two years ago now. Quit my job, and I'm doing this this full time. So it's been a it's been a journey I couldn't have imagined couldn't have imagined six seven years ago. You know, was so super fun.
1: Nice man, I love it. And uh, yeah, you have a very um, familiar trajectory to your to your investing. You know, you started out in corporate you decided that this wasn't the way you had to find something else. You ran into real estate one way or another. Um, and then, you know, quickly seven years, I mean, it, corporate for 27 years, and then seven years in real estate, and you've already, you know, made it to where you don't need to work as a... Yeah. Um, so it goes quickly. And uh, yeah. I love to hear that. Um, What actually, you know, seven years ago, what got you into real estate? What was the, the catalyst there? How'd you find it? I guess is what I'm asking.
0: Yeah. As I mentioned, I, I kept looking for a, a way out of my W 2 job, right? And I couldn't really figure out what that would be. And I, I very, I, I picked up um, it's like investing, um, like how to invest in multifamily properties by Brandon Turner from mm-hmm. Bigger Pockets. Mm-hmm. I picked that up by, on Audible and I was walking my dogs and I was listening to it. I was like, wow, this is it, right? I was so excited. Came back to my wife and like, this is what we need to do. And, you know, bless her heart. She was always like, anything else you've been doing is successful. And so why not? And we, you know, and and I, I immediately reached out to people that was in that, that I knew that was in it and started getting some referrals, started connecting with some brokers and then took action very quickly because there's too many people. I think they, they spend all this time thinking and planning and building and never taking action. I just took action with some smaller deals and got my feet wet and then you know build the parachute on the way down i guess so
1: yeah no and that is absolutely how you uh, how you need to do it and we always you know i always suggest people listening to this podcast who are just getting started in real estate to just take action just close a deal it doesn't matter what deal it is just get out there get some under contract because uh you know massive action really does uh, does do wonders and i feel especially in real estate it's very easy to get caught in the analysis paralysis because you know a lot of making money in real estate is underwriting your deals, doing that analysis. And uh, it's pretty easy to get caught in that trap. So go out there, just get a property like J- uh, Jens did. Um, in Albuquerque, that's uh, that's the next question that I was asking. The first deal you bought was in Albuquerque, which is uh, an interesting metro to start in. Did, were you living there or did you just I, I lived decide, there for a while. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, I was actually living in... Uh, Durango, Colorado. It's like a small town mm-hmm. in Colorado. So Albuquerque was the closest bigger city, much closer than Denver, mm. which I had bought in Denver. But yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. But it's still a million people, so it's it's a pretty big city, right? And I had I got some great connections, and it was you know I mean at that time we were buying eight nine caps, and you know it was a very affordable market to get into. I mean my first larger deal is 38 units for 1.2 million dollars, right? oh wow. That's great. (laughs) And you can imagine how we still own it. You can imagine after refinance how much cash flow that thing is throwing off now, right? After the rent increase we've seen. So Albuquerque is off the radar of a lot of people, but it's still a very solid, you know, rental market. So like why not, right? I think you can make money wherever you wherever you wanna wanna focus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, I have pretty limited criteria when it comes to deciding on metros. Um, I, I'll take a look at a property so long as the population is a hundred thousand or more and it has a net positive migration. Those are, that's really all I need. You know, it needs to hit those markers, but if it's, a, if it does, then I'll look at the property. It doesn't really matter. Um, so Albuquerque, you know, it's a, bigger city a million is 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 a great size is it really a million that's actually bigger than i thought it was going to be
0: well that's albuquerque and then it's sister city larger uh, metro uh, rancho and stuff so yeah Yeah. you kind of combine that whole metroplex is about a million
1: yep yep that makes sense um awesome so now you are in syndications you guys are uh it looks like you have two thousand apartment units under uh under management around the country which is awesome to hear um and I know you got a lot of experience as an asset manager. This is something that we don't often talk about here, but I love talking about operations. I love talking about um, overseeing your portfolio because that is finding the deal is one portion, but actually turning that deal into a into a profitable um, investment is, uh, is another thing entirely. So let's talk about asset management. First, define it yourself, and then uh, let's take it from there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's basically... Implementing the business plan, right? When we when we on the right a property and we you know get investors in, we have some sort of plan in place, right? What are we going to do? Improve the units, raise the rents, whatever that may be. And it's not the thing that's talked a lot about, as you said, because we all like let's go out there and chase deals, we like finding deals. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff you see, all the gurus are talking about, on you know all the people selling their programs and stuff. But the day you're closed, that's what the hard work starts, right? Because if you have a you know a three-, five-year business plan, who's going to do that work, right? And I think a lot of people are surprised about the level of involvement required. Of course, you're going to get a property management company that's going to manage the day-to-day. But without direction from the team that bought the deal, they may go in a, in a direction that doesn't serve you. So basically, I see asset management as that implementing that business plan Look at what did we underwrite it to? What are the goals that we have, and are we actually achieving those things? Are we managing the property manager to those metrics? Are we managing the GC that's turning the units? Are we managing, you know, the on-site staff and everything else? Right. So it's and given my 20 plus 25 year plus IT career, I did a lot of project management and implementing systems, and that's what it's all about. Right. It's basically managing to these metrics so <laughs> i have you know I have partners that are very much like they love to be out there hunting the next for the next deal but when it comes to all the details and the nitty gritty they their eyes kind of glazed over i'm like okay and i tend to look at that like why are we 10 above our you know natural gas bill this month what's going on right and we try to figure those things out and that's really i mean i enjoy doing it, i'm good at it and i think i'm much better than i would be going out there and 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 connecting with brokers and so forth. Right, so it just yep. play to my national natural strengths.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it takes different skill sets to uh, to inhabit each role, inhabit each role rather. Um, and so it sounds like you are the master of this specific role of asset management. Do you guys use uh, third party property managers, or do you um, manage in house?
0: So. Some of the deals we've done in you know we did a deal in Phoenix and Atlanta, we had third party management. we've actually since sold those. So now we do a lot of stuff. I mean, Albuquerque is one. I have some property there. I do I use management, but we also do a bunch of deals in Ohio and Western Pennsylvania and stuff because my partner is there and he he does have a property management company. so hmm. we are virtually, virtually virtually integrated there, although, you know, I still need to manage the manager because it's a he has that dual role in the times. It's it's you know, what hat is he wearing? So I have to kind of pay attention to that as well.
1: Yep. Absolutely. And do you have um, you know, when when I take on a new property, I like to have a uh, specific meeting set up with the property manager every single month. Um, and with the mobile home RV parks, it's actually every single week. Um, do you have a cadence that you do with your property managers, a meeting cadence, or or how do you generally manage your managers?
0: Yeah. So it's every week for sure on any kind of value add deals every week. So we tend to meet weekly with the property management company, right? And then we have an internal meeting where we look over the financials and another meeting where we actually plan the next month worth uh, kind of, of asset management, right? So it's been a struggle to kind of figure out what's the right cadence of meetings and who should be in the meetings and what details do we go to. So I have worked a lot on trying to figure that out, but it seems like we are, you know, have it kind of figured out now and and also getting to a point where we can start hiring some some more staff for asset management because while I can do it. It also takes a ton of my time and it does limit growth personally in terms of, you know, raising money and, and, and finding that next deal. All right. So, yep. Uh, so I've written a lot of the, uh, syst- you know, processes for it and putting systems in place. And that's, that's what I'm continuing to work on here for the next, you know, next little while.
1: Yep. Yeah, um, taking on your first employees is—it's one of the most difficult decisions to make because it's really hard to decide what role um, they will be most useful in. What will which will allow you as the asset manager, as the owner, to uh, to kind of let your time um, be used in a more efficient manner. So, what are the first couple of roles that you guys are hiring for?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have a VA, you know, and some some of all those administrative tasks that are easy. Uh, easier, But this is really that asset manager role. And and the goal is to, you know, take away all the looking at the financials, looking at the performance, mm-hmm. meeting with the property manager and said, hey, you know, why are we only 90% occupied and what's the struggle? And there's basically all these little things that take time, that takes time, but that can, I feel like can be handed over to somebody else by saying, you know, hey, this is what we're on the road to, to these are the rent targets. This is the number of units to turn every month. Try to manage to that. And if they if it's not happening, let's come back to us and figure out how can we make some shifts and make this a reality, right? So that's really my goal. Because I was I, I'm tracking my time and I just look through the week and like so much time on all these different things that I can yeah. hopefully hopefully hand over. And we have a good guy in in mind that is very excited about becoming a part of that. So I'm, I'm excited about getting him implemented into that.
1: Cool. Well, uh, I uh, I hope it, it goes well for you guys. Um, you've mentioned systems and processes a number of times. You know, you come from IT. That is uh, that's the entire world in IT: is system and processes. So, um, when you are you know managing your properties, doing your asset management, what are the goals that you track that you find most useful to track, and what uh, kind of KPIs do you guys shoot for?
0: Yes, yeah, so on a weekly basis, we collect your know, KPIs around occupancy, collected rents, delinquencies, and so forth. Right? So We manage because that we, that's something we can do kind of in real time. Manage that, right? So we take a close look at that, and we see you know and we manage against that. And then, of course, on the on the expense side, you know that that's a little bit more lagging measure, but we do monitor it or, or manage against you know what we did. We underwrite to, and as soon as there's anything that's outlying. You know, for example, I mentioned, you know, gas price, you know, stuff in the North, in the Northeast, gas prices, natural gas price went up like a lot earlier this year. Suddenly we were like 20% above budget on gas. You're like, oh, my God, what's going on? What can we do about that? Right. And then implement some plans for doing that. So we really monitor the, you know, kind of leading and then the lagging indicators for income. And also, especially if we are, are, you know, need to improve occupancy, you know, we look a lot at, you know, how many leads do we get, how many showings, applications, uh, how many units are we filling, right? So we try to manage all those things. And really, and right now, in the wintertime, it's tough to fill units in the Northeast. So we're giving some incentives to get people to move in, you know, and so forth. So then also, you know, of course, what's the next 30, 90, 60, 90 days A move out, you know, what what happens there? How do we what do we need to do now? So we have a pipeline of people to fill up there. So it's a long list of things and it's something I keep improving. I'm, you know, if you can see behind me, I have my e- the EOS book up there is the <laughs> one thing I'm looking at and some other. So, you know, I'm still trying to learn these different processes and what really makes sense uh, so I can hand it over to that person once we hire him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, building any business, it's just a constant, um, constant evolution. You always, there's always something else to improve upon. Uh, and you never really get to that, to the the finalized version, but every single day when you, uh, when you put a little effort into it and improve your systems, it gets, just gets better and better and better, uh, which it sounds like it's happening for your guys' business.
0: Yeah. I hope so. It's just, you know, I think it's really, if somebody that's listening, I mean, that, just paying attention to what you what you underwrote to what your goals and budgets were, and then the reality, right? And maybe you were too optimistic or too conservative, but just, you know, man, my 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 partner always says, you can't outmanage reality, right? You just have to face it <laughs> and then deal with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but don't be like, oh, everything will be fine. The property management company will do a good job. I mean, they will, but they won't do as good as a job as you can or should as the owner. And uh, especially if you have invested money in the deal.
1: Yep. Um, I did take a peek at the clock. It looks like we are running down our time. Before we move over to the quick question round, though, um, I want to talk about leasing up apartments. You've already uh, you mentioned that earlier. Um, I do self-storage and then a, a few mobile home RV parks. So I've never, uh, leased up apartment units. How do you guys go about marketing your properties?
0: So we use, uh, you know, apartments.com com, and so forth, right? So we basically just advertise out there and pay a lot of money for that. So when somebody seeks, you know, searching, it's, it flows to the top, right? Uh, that's how we get most of our leads. And then, you know, people apply and we, 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 uh, you know we validate that they're a good tenant, and then we you know take security deposit and all these things. it's a it's a process, right? Because the last thing you want is to get the wrong person into your apartment because getting them out is really expensive. You know? so, yeah, I mean, we yeah. have and this is one of the things we've struggled with this year is I mean, we've probably spent i mean some of our probably maybe ten thousand dollars in advertising for a year or something like that. So. And uh, and even they're in the same market, so we we're going to try to consolidate and maybe save money in that aspect too.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, that moves us into the quick question round. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. It starts with books. I'm a big bookie, so give me two recommendations: one for general life wisdom, and one for real estate specific.
0: I would say the general the general wisdom one is atomic habits by james clear Mm -hmm. i keep referring to that (laughs) and in uh, real estate i think you know raising money for real estate by haunted thompson is really another great one that that kind of comes to mind today
1: nice uh i've read atomic habits that's a good one um i haven't read the the raising money one though and that is something that is uh You know, it's one of those prongs of building a successful real estate business that I still haven't mastered, Um, but it's, it's a skill that you need to definitely need to learn. Um, That moves us on to the next question. This is for your younger self. So let's go back to the ends who was, uh, you know, just getting his first IT job. Um, Go back to him, look him in the eye, give him one piece of advice moving forward.
0: Um. Don't be timid, just take some more chance, take some more risk. (laughs) You know, I think that's the biggest thing, right? But on the flip side, right, would I have been ready by then? Probably not. So I don't know if it would have changed.
1: (laughs) Take massive action. Absolutely. Moves us to the next question. Uh, This is going to be an interesting one from you. Um, We're, you know, in the United States, it's a big place, a lot of opportunity out there. So give me one metro that you're most excited about investing in today.
0: I would, I would probably say, you know, Albuquerque probably has a lot of opportunity that's overlooked by by other people. So that's why we continue to look at deals in that market.
1: All right, here's one for Albuquerque, and that moves us to the next question about strengths. Every single one of us is gifted with strengths that we uniquely offer this world. So, what is your Superman strength?
0: Uh, Just pay attention to detail. (laughs) That's kind of the thing I do. So. yeah
1: attention to detail that is uh that's a skill that not everybody has and it is very useful to have that on a team so i can uh, i can attest to that all right and that leads us to the second to last actually third to last question because i'm going to ask this other question but um third to last question none of us are islands we all stand on the shoulders of giants so who is one mentor who has contributed significantly to your career today
0: so I joined the Rod Cleef program probably five, six years ago. He was, you know, one of the gurus in the multifamily space. He he connected me to the right people and helped me grow tremendously.
1: Nice. All right. Shout out to Rod. And I, I actually think I've had him on the podcast before. He's uh he's pretty knowledgeable. So it sounds like a, yeah. a good person to have as a mentor. All right. Second to last question here. This is about tools. Um and i had to slide this one in there cuz you're, you're a systems and processes guy so all our businesses are run on tools what is one tool software tool or, or whatnot that you could not live without
0: probably asana i picked yeah. that right now to manage our tasks and projects and so forth
1: yeah yep asana is pretty clutch i use uh monday i started out with uh, podio they're all you know they're all very very good but you just got to have one just choose the one you like and uh, and stick with it all right. That leads us to the very last question. You have given us a lot of good advice, a lot of good wisdom. I'm sure people out there want to reach out. Uh, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? And uh, what is, uh, um, what's something that you can provide the the guests?
0: Yeah. So I'm old school. So email is the best way. Uh, Jens, J-E-N-S at Doors with an S capital.com. Jens at opendoorscapital.com. And anybody... That's listening, that want to connect with me, uh, they can get on a call with me at op- uh, opendoorscapital.com slash calm. They can schedule a free 20-minute call with me.
1: Perfect. I love it. That is opendoors with an S capital I will put that in the show notes. So if y'all want to reach out to Lenz, just go ahead, Yen. sorry, just go ahead and click a little more in the description. It'll pull down the full description and in there you can find Yen's URL. All right, Yen's. that wraps it up. Thank you very much for hopping on the show.
0: Thanks, Gabe. Appreciate it. A lot of fun. And happy absolutely.
1: New Year. <laughs> absolutely. For everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason we do this. So if you guys have any questions, reach out to me, Gabe dot realestateinvestingclub.com. If you want to support the show, all we ask is just give us a like, subscribe, and share on whatever platform you're listening this on. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Have a good New Year's. It's December 27th. This will release after the New Year's, but I hope you had a good New Year's. And uh, we'll see you in 2023. All right. Before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out, and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe@therealestateinvestingclub.com. At